0: Church, let's do this. Let's go to the Word of God, the anchor for our spiritual lives. Psalm 45.1, I, I was reading over this psalm this past week, and it spoke to me. I want to share it, and let's own these words together as a responsive way of moving through this first verse here of Psalm 45. Please join me. Beautiful words stir my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king, for my tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O God, I, I, I pray that we've all really put thought, to the words that have just been offered from the Gap Band. Beautiful words, words with depth, words with spirit, do something, do something. Mm. I pray that that very command speak loudly to our ears. And particularly to our hearts, that it's never too late to do something. You have called us Your children. You have forgiven us of our sin and given us the very gift of salvation. You have, in fact, conquered the world, Your Word says. So, given all of that good news, I pray we don't put it aside, but in fact, we can stand upon it, Lord, and as a response to what You have already done, that every one of us, the church, the body of Christ, might do something. Lord, we can do something in and through the power of prayer, we can put to prayer, Lord, our world, we can put to prayer, our nation, we can put to prayer our own state, and particularly those Gulf Coastal areas in our own state and in our neighboring states that are near us, Lord, as those lives, as those souls, as they stay put or as they evacuate, Lord, we can do something by anointing. Lord, those individuals, those families, in the name of Jesus, and pray a protective dome over them. We can do something by responding when that time is right to help out a neighbor, to help out a brother or a sister or a child. That is in need. Lord, we can do something by doing what we're doing now, and that is worshiping. Lord, carving out that much needed time, Lord, to go from the home to the church house, to worship and to be fed by the gifts of music and prayer and the proclamation of the word. Lord, we can be doers of the word. Always because we are good enough, and you have told us that very thing. Loving God, thank you for your word and the wise instruction that it contains. Help us, Lord, every day to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, not only with those with whom we come in contact with, but also as it relates to You and to Your Word, even on those occasions when we do not understand, especially, Lord, on those occasions when we do not understand. Help us to be quick to hear Your voice, but slow to question Your perfect plans. And purposes and we ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior the Great Physician the King of Kings the Alpha and the Omega that is where we place this prayer and we do it in his name and also pray a prayer that Jesus commanded us to follow it's a blueprint for prayer Let us now offer the Lord's Prayer in his glory. Please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning now to the book of James, the first chapter verses 19 through 27, being a doer of God's Word, or as the Gap Band so eloquently put it, do something. Do something as a believer who puts their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we put our faith and trust in mankind itself. Being a listener and a doer, the first chapter of James, beginning with verse 19. Hear now these words, "'Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry.' Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires, so get rid of all of the filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept the Word of God that He has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Verse 22, but don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you have heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are just fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless, pure, and genuine religion is the sight of god the father who means and who asks of you to care for the orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you church this is the word of the lord thanks be to god amen and amen So, church, what I'd like to do uh, now is to give you a spiritual equation. Uh, I promise I'm not going to torture you with homework. This is uh, an equation that you can quickly read over and memorize, but I think it so applies uh, to life. It's something that will connect with you, that is spiritually connected and taken from the Word of God itself. And it's on the screen there. I'm going to invite you to look there now. The growth equation for the Christian is always this, hearing plus doing equals growing. And we're going to come back to that in just a minute, but I'll just note this. We'll also put this in the email along with our uh, worship service as well. Hearing plus doing equals growing. So let's go to the Word of God, and I want to do some unpacking this morning. So James, James was a very practical-minded theologian, which simply means this: as he was thinking about God, as he was praying about his relationship with God, he wanted to make his writing, his theology practical, that we can use in the everyday, that we can make it applicable. And I think all theology, the entire Word of God, always needs to apply to life. And I think that's what makes it the living Word, you see, the living Word, that it is alive in our hearts and through the body of Christ. So, I'm going to go to verse 19, and you can look a along in your Bibles and on the screen, he says this, understand this. I I love it. I I love that opener. I love that beginning. Understand this, comma, he says, okay? In, In another way of looking at this, James is saying, hey, look, let me get your attention I want to talk in modern terms plainly. I want to talk simply. I want you to understand what I'm about to say, James says. And this is very important because he's about to step on some toes here. Let me get your attention, James is saying. Understand this, comma. Here we go. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Did you hear that? (laughs) Did you hear that? Okay, he's putting it out there, church, because human nature does what? What does human nature do? What do we often do? We do the exact opposite. Do we not? Do we not? So, he makes a reversal here, and he says, you know what, here is what is coming from the heart of God. This is what the believer, the body of Christ, must do. Because you see, he knew human nature. He knew fallen man. And we trip up and we stumble, do we not? We sin, do we not? And here's what we often do. I'm going to go back to verse 19. What do we often do? We're quick... Not to listen, but we're quick to what? Speak, right? And oftentimes, it's in a reactionary way, is it not? We're very slow to what? Listen, not only with our ears, but also with the ears of our heart. And he goes on to say this, and slow to get Angry. Let me just tell you, church, there's a lot of angry people in this world. And here's the thing if you don't get your anger in check, it will consume you, it will conquer you. And I believe that anger has the power to even destroy you if you don't get it in check. So, James, he's reading the crowd, you see. He knows mankind and he knows the fallen nature, you see, of man. He sees it and he knows it. So, he says, folks, we don't do this well, but there's grace and there's redemption, so let me show you the heart of God. So, now that you know that, here it is. I'm going to go back to verse 19. Understand this, James says, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I'm going to go to verse 20 now. Here it is. Human anger, what? Does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Why? Because anger. Boy, that will snag us, that will trip us up, that will put relationships in great jeopardy. We know this. We've been there. We felt the sting of anger. Maybe we were the ones, in fact, that were angry. And we lashed out. So, James, knowing that, he gives it to us right there, plain and simple. And he says, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, but what does? You see, what does? And he tells us, let's go to verse 21, so get rid of all of the filth and evil in your lives, and here it is, humbly accept the Word of God that has been planted in your heart, for it has the power to save your souls. So, human nature, on its own, on its own devices, on its own strength, on its own willpower. Listen to me, church, can only take you so far, you see, that how we get snagged is having the wrong attitude, or being consumed, you see, by anger, or living a life of sin that takes you completely off the rails, and off a path that leads you toward righteousness, which is God. But he says this, he says, listen, listen, what will save you? James is building here. He says, accept the word that has been planted, you see, in your hearts. The enemy didn't do that. God Almighty planted the Word in your heart. Here it is. It's accessible, you see. We can access the Word of God and His commands. It's there. We just have to have the willingness To do it, you see. And he goes on and he puts the spiritual icing on the cake to say, accept the word that has been planted in your hearts. For what? It has the power to save your souls, church. Not anger. Not sin, not the devil, but the word of God that has been planted in you, that God has given to you, because God is righteous and merciful and loving. That, you see, will save your very soul. So let us stand on the word of God. Let us know the word of God. He's building, you see, he's building to this very verse. Look at verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word, okay? You must do what it says. Ah, there we go. Don't just listen, church. You must do what the word of God says. Let let me show you a picture of a young man in. He's coming. He's coming. Let, let's, go, let's go to Edward first. Okay, there is Edward, Edward the VI, one of the English monarchy in the 15th century. Edward was one of the youngest in the English monarchy in his day and time. Here's what's significant besides Edward being a young king a child, a mere babe, get this. He's living out the spiritual equation. You see, Edward felt led to go to church. Okay. Edward was in the church house. Edward felt a spiritual need to be connected with God. So when the word of God was read as as Edward worshiped the Lord, he stood, you see, like you and I stand when the gospel text is read. That's a way in which you and I can show reverence and respect to the Word of God, particularly the words of Jesus when they are read. So, Edward, this young man, this mere baby, stood as the Word of God was read but it didn't stop there edward being a king being a, a mere child would take notes you see he would take notes as the liturgy was prayed as the liturgy was prayed as the sermon was preached as the scripture was offered he would take notes you see copious notes, detailed notes. And then here it is, when he would go back to his dwelling, he would read over those notes. He would read over the Word of God, and here it is. He would apply it to his life. He would make it real. He made the living Word of God real for his life. Edward the sixth, a child doing this, thereby inspiring me to think, okay, what is this young boy doing? He's putting forth a spiritual equation for you and I as believers to live by, and that is listening plus doing equals what? Growing, you see growing. Because if you're not growing, church, what are you doing? You're stagnant. You're just just in one spot. You're not moving out of that one spot that you're in. But growing means that you're going from point A to point B to point C. And Edward, literally a preteen, was modeling that for us. Now, let me caution you about something, and we're going to go to the Word of God and speak to it in just a moment. Let me caution you about the word self deception. Self deception. Let's go there. There's a visual that goes along with this, but let me read it here. Verse 21 and verse 22. It says this Verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says otherwise, 22b, you are only fooling God yourself. Did you hear that, church? Strong words there, strong words. Self-deception. Now, look at this fellow. It's a funny picture. You can laugh, right? He's looking in the mirror, okay? He is what he is on one side of the mirror, but he's looking in the mirror, and he's seeing something very different, right? A Herculean figure almost, right? And he's got his little kitty cat right next to him, okay, who looks much differently in the mirror, self-deception. Look, it can happen to every one of us. We can convince ourselves, we can convince ourselves that we're something that we're not, right? Which simply means this, we can hear the Word of God, but that's as far as we get with it. The doing and the growing just doesn't exist. And if we're only hearing the Word of God and not doing it and not growing, let me ask you, what spiritual value does that have in our lives? But we can convince ourselves, hey, look, I'm doing it. I'm growing. But are you? Are you? Are you doing? Are you growing? You see, you've got to let the Word of God, as you listen to it, go throughout spiritually the human body and touch the heart. You see, touch the soul, touch the spirit, touch the feet touch the hands, touch the head. It's a full-bodied experience when you are listening and when you're doing and when you're growing. But we all know people that just hear the Word of God and they only go that far. They deceive themselves, you see. They try to deceive others when they post it on social media and how good they are and how holy they are. But we know better, and so does God. You see, it's a three-part equation. It's the listening, it's the doing, and it's the growing. For the Word of God, the living Word of God, must go throughout the body and anoint you from top to bottom, from head to foot. Here's another way of putting it. There was some commentary that a scholar wrote about, and I think this is just another way of not going beyond just the listening part. So, the Greek term used here for a hearer refers to someone who what? Audits a class. Someone who audits a class, attends when he or she pleases, and and listens to what interests them, but they're not responsible, you see, to take the test or to do the homework. We all know someone who's audited a class. Maybe we've audited a class ourselves. Spiritually speaking, go with that for a minute. James says, don't approach God's Word like someone just auditing a class. Don't think that the homework is optional, you see. Be a doer of what you were taught, because someday you might be responsible, ooh, to take the test, you see, to take account of what we have done. Remembering again that full equation here, not just listening, church, but doing and growing. So, I want to give you three scriptures this morning that will get us on the way here. Maybe you have these scriptures in your toolbox, okay? These are good scriptures, and we'll send these scriptures out as well this afternoon that can equip us, okay? Because you see, it's all about listening, not just with the ears, but also the ears of our hearts. It's about the doing, right, because the ultimate goal here is to grow. Joshua 1.8, okay, as they were literally preparing for battle, Joshua and the Israelite people, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way, what? Prosperous And then you will have good success. Why? Because God, you see, has blessed it. Psalm 1, 2, and 3, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree. Think of that image of the tree, church, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Okay, think about it in this way, church. You're hearing, but if you're not doing and growing. The spiritual life can what, according to the Word of God? Wither and die. That is not what God wants for each and every one of us. God wants us to have a full and an abundant life, and the Spirit must be daily fed. And there it is. Luke eleven twenty-eight. 28 here. How about this, blessed? Another way of looking at the word blessed, okay? Translation of it is happy, happy. Blessed or happy are those who what? Hear the Word of God, ah, and keep it, which means they are hearing it, they are doing it, and therefore they are growing by it. So, church, here's the path. You and I are walking down this path, and we come to a fork in the road, okay? The fork in the road, one part of this fork is listening to the Word of God, being happy when we hear it, but the minute we leave the church house, we forget it, we put it on the back burner and we go about living our lives. But the other path, you see, is a narrow path. It's a harder path, but it's a more rewarding path. And that is you and I are not only hearing the Word of God, but being challenged by the Word of God to do the Word of God, and thereby we are growing in the likeness and in the love and in the forgiveness and mercy of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, church, it's our choice to make. But let us always, always be mindful of what that narrow path leads to, and that is righteousness and glory that plunges us on that great hymn says, on to victory. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, So, God, James, James, what an apostle, what a believer. Lord James stepped on toes back in his day, and he's stepping on toes now. He's not doing it in a critical way, where he wants to hurt someone, he's not doing it in a way where he's chastising, but he's doing it in a way to spiritually put it out there to let the believers know, even today, beyond his many days of his own life, that what matters is the Word of God and that we are to stand on the Word of God. We're to believe the Word of God. We're to hear the Word of God. We're to do the Word of God. And because we're doing these things faithfully and diligently, we're growing, you see, in the Word of God. It's our choice. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is guiding us toward that choice that leads to abundant and eternal life in Jesus Christ. It starts with being a doer of God's Word. Bless and keep us now in Jesus' holy name. Amen.